Welcome to the All Digital Additive Manufacturing Podcast. This episode originally aired as a video interview on my All Digital AM YouTube channel back on June 1st, 2020. All right. Today, uh, I welcome very much to everybody who's joined us today. My name is Adam Pena, and I'm here to continue the conversation in additive manufacturing and 3D printing. And uh, today, we have Scott Volk joining us from CAM, K-A-M, which is Keselowski Additive, excuse me, which is CAM, Keselowski Advanced Manufacturing. And also joining us today just to talk a little bit more about what they're doing over there and how life's been since COVID-19. Scott Volk, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. It's actually interesting that you uh, tripped over the, the name. Yeah. Uh, that is, that is a, a, a pretty, uh, we, we take pride in that differentiating factor. Uh, you know, many companies in this landscape are, are purely additive. And, you know, we really have strived to build ourselves as a balanced um, design to production company. So that's really where that comes from. And it's part of my sales pitch, if you will, is um, I constantly point out that it doesn't say Kozlowski Advanced Manufacturing. It says Kozlowski. It does, doesn't say Additive Manufacturing. Right. It says Manufacturing. Back to the, so. yeah. Well, it's good. I know I, I met Brad when he first came into the facility down in Austin, Texas, when he was looking around to see all the uh, additive technologies. And uh, it was a pleasure meeting him then. And I know that also his team had a big win on Monday. So congratulations on that side yeah. for Penske pulling off the one of the first <laughs> races back from COVID, man. That's awesome. That was that was really yeah, cool. That I was actually, pretty awesome. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So congratulations. I know you're in charge of strategy and innovation over there. And uh, it's been how long you've been over there for the last close to six months now? Or yeah, how long? It's about six months now. Yep. yep. Yeah. So a lot of, lot, of, lot of change going on. And I'm sure with the, the current few months, it's been very interesting there with how things have played out with uh, COVID-19. What, what, how, is, how have you been seeing things? Uh, are, obviously, you're in the shop today. Is that, has that been typical over the past couple of months or how have things been working out? out there i've been back in the shop for about a week now um okay. you know during this period of time i was actually one of the few employees who was able to commit to not being in the in the operation but most of our operation was fairly untouched i mean you know we're considered an essential company and i know that's kind of just a buzz term now but um we had we were fortunate to have enough projects going on that deemed us essential and so most of our staff um really didn't wasn't impacted by that um we did a lot of things. Another fortunate fact is we have a lot of square footage here and, you know, we're young, so it's not all full. And, you know, Brad's really put in the time to build a really beautiful facility. So we have, you know, really nice office structure and we were able to split up our employees um, amongst all these other empty offices that we have available. So, you know, guys were all separated from each other and we weren't really working that close. So, you know, we're just fortunate to have that kind of a facility to be able to do that. And it worked out. Um, but yeah, I was working from home. You know, John Marie, our president, was working from home um, with Brad and his his other job. You know, it, it adds a level of a higher level of risk for us because, you know, he's one of those guys that if he gets sick, it could really be sure. uh, a game changer. Right. So him not racing. Um, even though, you know, our funding doesn't necessarily come from his wins, um, but it, it definitely trickles down and has an effect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Keselowski Advanced Manufacturing, you guys do everything from the, uh, the additive, the, the metal um, part of additive manufacturing, but we have CNC machining, design engineering, powder analysis, mechanical testing, post-processing, metrology, and quality control. I'm reading it off the website. You guys do have a lot of <laughs> lot of a uh, lot of different tools there that's that's an amazing facility for sure is it yeah. uh how many square foot is the is the building now 
70,000 square feet. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of good space in there and a lot of, a lot of uh, machinery get, to get things done. And if, is, is most of the projects that you've seen in and around, uh, is it aerospace and automotive mostly, or what do you guys see as uh, most of the projects that you're working on? Yeah, I'm actually glad you asked that because one of the misnomers that we are dealing with right now is, you know, because of Brad and his background, um, there's an automatic assumption that, you know, predominantly we're in the race world and that's what we do is make race cars and race parts. Um, but to be honest, the automotive world or motorsports world for us is probably maybe 10% of our business. Um, most of it is, you know, defense related, uh, aerospace and defense space. You know, those are our main markets. Yeah, that's uh, well, that's what's growing out there right now. And I know that uh, having that focus is, is allows you to do a lot of things that people aren't seeing that are behind the scenes. Is there any been anything that's been uh, changing internally with uh, COVID? Are you guys taking on any extra projects due to the uh, pandemic or is it just business as usual at this point? It's pretty much business as usual. I mean, we did, you know, we, we jumped in and helped in the effort of getting the face shields and things like that out. We do have um, a plastics machine here and a Centium machine. So we did, you know, we, we donated on that portion as well. Um, we're still working on those because this machine isn't as fast as some of the other machines out there. And so, you know, we're still working on those. Those are being put out. But um, for the most part, our business has been pretty status quo. I mean, we're, we're still moving like we were. Um, actually, I mean, you know, a lot of people I've talked to have had some struggles with, um, you know, companies they're doing work with and not being able to get projects kicked off and things like that. And I think for us, because of our maturity level within the market, you know, being newer um, as, a, as compared to like some of the other companies that are already more mature, you know, we were able to utilize this time to, to reach the contacts that are important. And those people were still working from home. And so we were able to get, you know, NDAs in place and contacts, you know, connected and capability meetings to happen. And so, you know, the next step now is audits and things of that sort. So for us, the timing really kind of worked out really well. Yeah, there's a there's a lot going in with starting up that uh, that process there. I know that it, it does it takes a lot of time to get things settled. So uh, it's good to see that you guys are ahead of the curve of getting some things done. Uh, is there is there on the the metal side? Is uh, you know I know you you work with the metals machines, but is there anything on the post processing or, or around it that you see is uh, you know part of uh, Keselowski's setup that that is more of a gives you more of an edge on some of the other contract manufacturers out there yeah i do believe we do um you know our you know one key component we have is ct scanning in-house and so for additive yep you know we are we are able to analyze parts on you know and and be a little more critical um we're able to verify you know from a fod point of view as far as aerospace is concerned and some other you know sectors as well um, we're able to use the CT scanner to verify that parts are clean inside and out, um, which really there's just no other good way to do that uh, yeah. to, to verify powder removal. You know, on the other side of that, you know, our, our actual CNC equipment is pretty special too. Um, you know, some of the advantages we have because of Brad's, you know, other job, um, you know, he has sponsors and things like that. So we we actually get a little bit of favor in those ways. So Mazak is... You know, our entire shop is full of Mazak equipment, which is one of his sponsors. And so that helps, um, you know, snap on toolboxes all over the place. Um, you know, those kind of things help us as far as an organization. And so 
one of the advantages we also have is with those equipment, you know, we have seven access machines with pallet changers, things of that sort. Mm, yeah. So we're able to burn lights out on some of these um, larger volume projects that we have. Yeah. You know, and again, for the military and space area, you know, those are, that's definitely an advantage we have. So um, especially with COVID, and, you know, even though we weren't impacted, but companies who have manual operation or manual changeover would be impacted by that, by not having all of their staff on, on hand where we weren't because we had, we can automate. Yeah. That's the, the big part of it is, you know, the digital thread and automation and what you can do inside of uh, having that, like you were saying, uh, you know, just having that uh, lights out operations and that's, uh, you know, to, to define that a little bit better, it's, it means the machines will be running night and day, you know, without too much yeah. attention, hands on attention. And uh, right. that's kind of like, you know, the industry 4.0 dream of where we need to go and where people are pushing for. So uh, I know mm-hmm. the advanced side of it really sticks out for CAM on that side. And then, like you said, CT scanning, most people outsource CT scanning. So to be able to do that in-house, that's going to yeah. improve a lot of time to market and really give people some security on what they're getting into when they're looking at their parts. Yeah. So. That, that's, that's really nice to have that. That's really impressive, man. Where, where do you see things going from here? I mean, uh, now that you've been with the company the last six months, like what, what are you, uh, what are you responsible for and what do you see pushing forward? Yeah. So some of the things that I've, you know, I'm already doing it, but some of the things I look at for the future is, um, you know, strategizing as far as our equipment and our lineup, our fleet, um, to match what the market demand is. And so we just recently, this hasn't even really been announced. This will be the first time publicly I've hey, said anything. Yeah. <laughs> so we just finished up a deal with EOS okay. to bring in a, a, you know, an M404. Nice. Um, and as part of that deal, we switched out. We, we gave up one of our 280s and we're bringing in a 404. So some of that is for the strategy of aligning our equipment base for the, the production orders that we know exist and where we need to be to, to put ourselves in line with that. So that's a four laser system, you know, and like you said, it's a 400. So you're dealing with the, the 400 millimeter build area, which gives yeah. you about close to 16 inches uh, cube there. But you know, that, that's, that's amazing. And, and with the, with the four laser system, why, why are you focusing on the four laser system? What is that, that, that you're trying to get out of that particular system? You know, it's really not about the four lasers. Uh, it's more about the build volume. Mm, um, okay. but the four, but the four lasers, you know, there's a couple of ways of looking, I mean, throughput is starting to be the issue in our industry, right? So, yep. you know, people for a long time have said our, our business is too slow, which is kind of funny that they say that because we're actually faster than just about every other method. Yeah. But what they mean is when you look at the machine and how the machine runs, you know, it takes a lot of time in the machine itself. Um, you know, forget about all the setup and other things that other industries, you know, have to deal with, but the actual act of how long it's in the machine is, is quite long. And that's where that comes from. So there's a couple of ways to handle that. You know, EOS did it with uh, M4, a 400, but one, which is a thousand watt laser. And that works for, you know, you can go in thicker layers. That's one way to get faster. And you need more power to be able to do that but not all materials respond in a way where just more power works, right? Um, so four lasers or more lasers is really the more effective way to speed up the process. And so even though right now we don't have necessarily a need for four lasers, really it's more the build volume that we need. The future is more lasers, right? Yeah. So 
Um, you know, along those lines, we're also just, we're bringing on, we're waiting for delivery on our SLM 500 as well. So nice. that that's another four laser machine, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And we're, we're completing a deal right now where we will most likely be the demo site for the SLM 800, okay. which is bigger yeah. and also more lasers, right? So exciting, you know, with, yeah. And that's one of the, you know, when you ask me, what do I do? Those are some of the things that I've done is. I've shifted us, you know, as far as the company and the, the strategies that were involved, it was, you know, more of a medium-sized platform business to now we're shifting into more of a large platform, more production-oriented um, business is, is what we're putting together. So that's some of the changes there. Along those lines, it comes with changing over customer base too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, as I already said, one of the things I've been up against is, you know, predominantly our industry was starting to feel like we were just race car manufacturers, which we're not. We actually have nothing to do with Brad's car. Um, and most people don't know that, right? So that's part of the strategy work that I'm doing is to help us on the marketing side to correct some of that feeling in the, you know, in the marketplace and also align ourselves with the right customer base. And then in order to meet that customer base, it's the equipment base as well. Big time, big time. And I know your experience goes back a long way. I saw that we had a couple things in common, definitely even on the design side and early in our careers. I know you started out in, in engineering and CAD design, and, and that was a lot of my beginning, too, in automotive and aerospace. And, and I'm sure that attributes to the kind of applications you could see and the things that you could recognize that other people maybe that were in, in your shoes or in that might be in that position quite, couldn't quite do. So I think it has, uh, it, it's a good attribute to the background to have so much uh, of the design side also. A lot of people are focused on just you know machines or machine sales, but they don't think too much about the design. And I've even heard you before talking to some, a couple of the live events recently where you, you talk about not only designing for additive, but just design, designing for manufacturing, period. Right. You know, what happens yeah. beforehand and what happens afterwards. So you want to talk a little bit more about that? Because I think that is great, you know, and a lot of people are just focused on DFAM, but it's so much more than design for additives. So... Uh, what, yeah, what, certainly. I mean, yeah. that's a that's a complicated subject, and without being able to prepare, you know, it's yeah. Muddle. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is that that is a an important area to look at. I mean, yeah. you know, just you you could see a lot of people using uh, topology optimization tools, you know, and and there's two different camps there. Some people are all about topology optimization, where you have your old school engineers that say that's not how you go about design. Right. Um, and I think where that comes from is exactly what you just said is it's easy to topology optimize a part, but if you're not really looking at where this is going with production, you know, how are you going to hold this? How are you going to inspect it? You know, how can you do this repeatedly, you know, in a production setting? That's, that's important to look at. So even though you can lightweight a part or you can add lattice structures or you can do thin walls with lattice structure in between and other, I mean, there's all kinds of advantages that we can do. And I love them all, um, but it's important to look at how are we going to produce that in a large volume setting. Yeah, um, and it doesn't mean you can't, but you have to take those considerations and understand how we're going to handle that. 
yeah, what affects it downstream and coming upstream from the design yeah. is, is a big part of it. When people get focused in their small world of just what's happening in front of them on the machine, sometimes they don't, uh, you know, hold into account what can happen after it gets out of the machine and some other processes take hold of the part. And yeah. uh, so it's uh, that's a lot of the staggering that goes on sometimes as you, you know, you print something, but then you find out, okay, when we set up on this fixture, it's not going to fit correctly. So we're going to have to change the d- design a little bit and go back and redo that so i think that's yeah. very good to have that that uh that mindset of looking at you know what's going to be happening down the road with this part we should think about how we're designing that now and i think yeah. that's that's a large part of what uh, you can do there so it's exciting to see using all of your tools now you know how that can happen and and how that uh, actually affects the customer in a time to market uh, basis of actually being more value right now to them so i think yeah, can, definitely can, Cam has a wonderful future on that, and I think it's a lot more than you said, not a lot more than just the uh, the automotive side of it. Although that is a big part of it too. There's so much more out there in the industry for manufacturing that Cam mm-hmm. can grab a hold of and take care of. So I'm uh, looking forward to seeing how all that plays out. It's a uh, it's an interesting time right now, though, with with COVID happening, and and I know uh, you guys are doing a lot to to bring things back up to plate and then to really step up uh, the game there. So Looking forward to seeing how that plays out, Scott. It's it's going to be interesting. Uh, uh, what what yeah. have you what have you been doing for your for your own time uh, to keep yourself sane aside from working? Uh, you uh, <laughs> you, live, you live close to there, or how far do you live from the facility? Yeah, I, I do. Um, you know, anybody who knows me in this industry knows that you know I work hard, and work is play for me too. So you know, yeah. I, I probably work too much, um, but you know. Uh, once in a while, you know, I try to get out on my jet ski and my boat. Fun. You know, those are those are things that we're fortunate to have relocated to a, a you know a beautiful lake beautiful here spot. in Lake Norman, and um, you know, and and I don't live too far from the lake, so that's nice. Um, it's been a good transition, and you know, those are some of the fun things we do. But I really truly do enjoy my work, and you know, if if somebody were to ask me what's my hobby, my hobby is work, and and <laughs> my work is my hobby. You know, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really do that. My wife probably doesn't appreciate that as much as, as I do, um, sure. but, but that's my enjoyment. I enjoy working and I love what I do. Yeah, that's important. I think, uh, we share that. I really uh, love the industry. I love manufacturing and it takes up a lot of my time just, uh, being involved with as many projects as I can. So it's exciting to hear that. I, I know some people find that doll that aren't in the industry, but I think that's why we're here is we love what we're doing. Yeah. And, and if you don't, you should probably move on to something else. But uh, yeah, that's a, that's a big part of it for me too, buddy. But um, well, good. I, I think that's a lot of great stuff. Is there anything that you see or that you could talk about as far as exciting applications right now happening at, at CAM? You know, we have uh one of the big advantages in additive is heat exchangers. And so we have quite a few heat exchanger programs that we're looking at, um, you know, and that's where the SLM 500, you know, I gave that presentation not too long ago and that's, you know, that's some exciting stuff there. Um, you know, in the motorsports world, you know, there's some shock application, things like that where we're working towards um, and then military and defense, you know, there's some, there's some interesting, exciting things going on there. Um but yeah, I think, you know, what's really exciting is what we can do with heat exchangers. Um, you know, we're fortunate to have Robin Tului, who's our, uh, you know, chief chief scientist. And he he really comes from a background that's really good in understanding how to how to make things run better, how to how to improve on performance. And so we're you know, we're starting to look at our own applications for heat exchanging. So 
you know, some of our own proprietary designs and things like that, that we're talking to, you know, certain companies about um, adopting to. So, you know, it's exciting. I mean, for me, you know, the transition of me moving from where I was before to now has been really exciting because of the tools and, and the people that I have, you know, now at my disposal. So um, it's exciting. It's a, it's a great place and it's a really exciting venture for me. Yeah, well, congratulations. I know that that it sounds exciting to me just even talking about it right now. We talked about the ex- the heat exchangers there, and that's a big thing in additive. I know because we could build layer by layer inside of different uh, you know different build bonds or different places where you could put stuff where you couldn't quite fit things. And it's all about the surface area when you're building the heat exchanger. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's really neat to look at all the different structures that I see out there coming out for heat exchangers and the different ideas because it's always trying to fit that into a place where it needs to go. And so you're already working with a limited area. And then how could you take advantage of that entire area with some sort of surface that's actually absorbing or taking care of that heat? And uh, additive is a big solution for that, that uh, it really fits the, fits the bill on what we could do layer by layer to make that happen. And so I'm sure you're really excelling on what kind of applications you could do for heat exchangers there at CAM. That should be really neat to yeah. see some of those applications as they start to roll out. Well, cool. Well, it was, a, it was great catching up today. I know uh, you're a very busy man, so thank you for taking a little bit of time. And I know you guys even had it all hands on deck at launch today. So I'm sure there's a lot of great <laughs> things happening and looking forward yeah. to seeing, seeing more at CAM. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's uh you know, every every chance to talk to the community is a great opportunity, and I look forward to, to more talks like this. Sounds good. Yeah, maybe we can wrap it up in a, in a month or so. I know we had a, a couple of different contract manufacturers out there that are buddies of ours we talked to, and we're talking yeah. about doing a group session in the future. So hopefully we can schedule that out as things progress and, and follow up, because I'd love to hear more about how things go as you guys progress along. Yeah, no, looking forward to it. All right, Scott. Well, you have a good day. Thanks for joining us. Scott Volk from CAM. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. All right.